Yo. Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing? What's good? Hey, I want to see if um, it's going through my headphones or the phone. So if okay. I stop talking. Okay, I can't hear anything now. Okay, I guess it's going through the headphones. Okay. Mm, how's your day today, man? You know, it was my first Saturday off in three weeks, so. Hey, you're feeling all kinds of good right now. Oh, yeah, we went to go see Captain Marvel today. How was it, by the way? Oh, my God, it's amazing. I mean, we, we had a really good time. All right, so hold on. Give me one second. Uh, spoiler alert. Anyone who doesn't want to know anything about Captain Marvel, you can fast forward the podcast. Personally, I don't care, Sean. So why don't you tell me? Why don't you spoil it for me? Give me some good details. Man, I ain't going to spoil it for you. Don't you want to see it? I do, but I, that is, that's not going to affect my experience. It never <laughs> does. <laughs> oh, well, the, no spoilers here, but wait for the, uh, the ending. And I will, and I will just tell you this because I don't want to give it away. But watch out! Watch out for the cat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll dude. Be looking out. Good. Yeah, dude told. Yeah, dude told me that as soon as we walked into the uh, into the movie theaters, and was like, "Hey, enjoy the movie. Just watch out for the cat." We're like, "What? Is this like a 4D experience or something?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's a uh, but it's like the kitty cat. Yeah, okay. it's, I mean it's a it's kind of a kind of a cool character in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Now, Adam should be coming anytime. Hold on, give me one moment. Yeah, Adam should be showing up. Um, yeah, who cares? He, I mean, he got the link. If he has a problem, I'll just send another one toward him. I'll do one right. I'll do it right now. They go. Yeah, why not? This uh, if he's having issues, he'll let me know. Welcome, Sean, you know, to the uh, Orbs for Days Clan podcast. Let me do the little corny intro real quick. Uh, welcome, welcome, everyone, to the 28th episode of the Orbs for Days podcast. I'm your host, Wayne01193. Welcome back once again. Um, we do have a co-host. He's coming in soon. It's Navyman914. Superman9 and Grimbones, they cannot make it today. Um, we may just have a little switch up in co-host. We'll see how it goes, but uh, we do have a guest, uh, Sean, a.k.a. Mr. Boot Cannon. How you doing today, man? Thanks for coming on, man. Hello. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. No, I, pleasure, honestly. Um, I got to be honest. When I first met you, uh, well, first, I love the uh, the zeal, I guess, you show, like, for the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to have you on the show because normally – I don't know. I just like having different perspectives on the show, and it's just, it's rare that I find kind of diehard Destiny fans. We have people that enjoy the game, but you seem this is like a ride or die thing for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. After after I do what I do for a living, yeah, I come home and uh, when everybody's gone to bed, yeah, that's my thing, man. My thing. Yeah. Just trying to yeah. play to get uh, some pretty cool clips, play to have fun. You know, I don't take the game too seriously. I mean, I I enjoy the grind no matter what it is. I just yeah. do it to have fun, man. That's that's what I care about. Absolutely. All right, so before we even get to, like, the topics of the podcast, since you're the guest, let's talk about you a little bit. So, oh, what's up, Adam? Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going, Wayne? All what's right. up, Adam? Hey, Mr. Boop. What's happening, <laughs> brother? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it how when people say Mr. Boop, they laugh. So, you know what? Job well done. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, hey, what's up, Adam? Welcome to the show. Uh, we're just talking. Uh, boop. I can't. I'm just gonna say, can I call you Sean? Is that okay? Yeah, you call me Sean. That's okay, good. so yeah, but his name is Mr. Boop. Yes. Clearly, clearly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, talking about you know, just Sean's, I guess, origin, you know, into, into the game. So, why don't you talk about um, you know, uh, your experience in Destiny and you know, what you liked about it? Well, let's start from there. Let's start from the. Let's start with the inception. What's going on? So, how'd you like D one? What was your experience with that? Oh my goodness. Oh, and and I'll just uh, preclude this. But if my mic starts messing up, just let me know. Um, okay. It gets a little staticky. Um, but my experience at D one, man, I'll tell you, I I was uh, I've always been a first person shooter player. Went from Halo to Titanfall, and heard about this game Destiny. Heard about this ten year game that was supposed to be out. Um, so I was pretty excited when that demo came out, and when it when it did, I was pretty darn hooked. Um, you know, uh, so I was basically a day one beta player, and uh, pretty diehard since then. Um, but uh, I've always loved the feel of the game. I've always kind of enjoyed the, uh, you know, I mean, being that it was, you know, at least they were comparing it to Halo at first, and the experience felt pretty similar, and then. Um, as the game grew and the story grew, uh, it just kind of, it kind of, it, it captured me, you know, um, we're just trying to figure out how is it going to grow? Um, and then just watching how the community's gone up and down about it, but staying the course and just seeing how the game's grown from, uh, just basically listening to the fans, you know, and seeing how it's grown and then changing the sandbox around and getting used to all different kinds of weapons. So for whatever reason, it's always captured me. And I, and I go back to making jokes about how you can assess where you are in life by things that have happened in destiny. You know, it's like, Hey, you remember, you remember the loot cave? Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember shooting for Engrams and and then fixing and patching it and putting uh, that message about Rahul, um, you know, and where were you when you could push Atheon off a ledge? You know, you think about that. So there were always, there were always like pivotal moments in Destiny that you could always refer to. And, you know, you look back and you think of the history It's and it's just captured me, you know, uh, you know, and I'm, completely on board to just keep writing it out for the next 10 years you know yeah no i'm with you that's that's uh you almost made me tear up a little bit <laughs> no no I, I agree with you man 100 percent. i gotta say also this community is like one of the most supportive communities i've ever been a part of in video games honestly like yep there's always people that are willing to help you. There's always people that are that don't want to help you, or or just rude people. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. always going to be people like that because of the internet. But I gotta say, this is the most amazing community. This is the most amazing community I've ever been a part of. You know what I mean? Where people will go out of the way not only to help you in the game, but you in real life. You, you know, you they, they start to feel like family because even though this game can be very repetitive, absolutely it is. But it's it's, it's really the experience you have with the people. Have. I mean. I know this is corny, but I believe Dee said this: the end game of Destiny is friendship, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. That worked out today. He got told he was a trash can and uh, quit the game. Wait, what's up? I was playing comp with Paper Hatchet and I. 
we had a bad game and uh, the one of our guy blueberries on our team told him to quit the game and he told him he was a trash can. That's very nice of him. <laughs> well, you always get those people, right? Right. Gonna get the, you're going to get those people that are going to get riled up no matter what. It's yeah. funny. It's funny you talk about the um, – you talk about the community, and it's always been interesting to see where it's been. Because I think back, another pivotal thing about D one is that it's it's interesting how it kind of parallels D two, you know. And um, I had a buddy, real life friend of mine, that uh, we've always been gaming together, and he got Destiny, and he got burned down on it right away, you know, talking about you know it was boring, it was vanilla, it was you know, and um, you know, and he quit the game. And it's interesting that once the, I believe it was the Taken King that came out, it brought everybody back. You know, the friends list was bumping, like the club was just jumping. Everybody got back on and everybody came back and give it a try. And it's funny how it, how it like paralleled what's happening now. And um, it, it was a game. It is a game that people just either love or they're going to, they're going to hate it for a little while. Just like, you know, kind of, kind of crazy relationships you know but you always kind of circle back around to it one way or the other and um you know it's interesting how it is <laughs> the very same thing with that very same friend happened when d2 came out you know he was kind of mad about how it was playing kind of got boring quickly and then certainly as uh forsaken came out here comes everybody could come flying back you know so it's you know i've always said give it a minute let them listen to the people. And as they do, you know, it comes back, you know, they'll change the game style. They'll listen to the people. And it was funny how it all comes full circle. I mean, now more than ever, I believe they have a great opportunity to, you know, listen to their fan base, actually mm-hmm. kind of follow through because, you know, there's no pressure from a publisher, but at the caveat, right. is, well, without a publisher, you, your, your finances are kind of shrunken. Right. Uh, and, you know, priorities change. Right. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a give or take. But I mean, I believe Destiny, you know, I do have my I do pick with it and I have issues with it. But I mean, this is not a bad game. It's not. But I I will criticize <clears throat> this game because I actually care. And I want it to mm-hmm. be better. You know right. Because this, this this game actually sometimes really ticks me off. I'm like, well, what the heck were you thinking when you can? Yeah. Granted, obviously, I know I have no insight in terms of how how hard game design is and coding is. I know nothing about that. But at the same time, I mean, there there are people that know what to do and how to do certain things. And if you can do it right the first time, okay, well, all right. at the end of the day, whether we know how hard something is or not, fans sometimes don't care about perspective and they just want a good game. I don't. I, when I come home. Uh, constantly have I have try to have perspective all the time and balance and like oh man oh this this game sucks but hey I know coding is hard if a game sucks I don't care that I have perspective and know that coding is hard in making a game is hard if the game is if the game sucks I'm not going to play it right but the fact that I've I've had you know ups and downs with this game but I know that I really enjoy the game internally because not only a I know it, it's, it's going to get better or it can't you know, there, there's the potential that it can get better. But I know I enjoy the game now because of the content, the design, the lore, and the people 
there's replayability to it. That's what I'm saying. And I just enjoy it, you know, right. overall. And that's and why I, I continue to come back. I agree with you on that, you know, and, you know, I guess my perspective is a little different. Yeah, there are certain things that I get angry with the game, but I feel like at some point there's always so much to do for me. And maybe I'm just really simple minded, but I can always find that one thing that I really love to do. And whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, Mayhem Week and I get to focus on Mayhem, if it's, uh, you know, if, if there's if it's Gambit, you know, and nothing else is going on, I just absolutely, I could just spam Gambit, you know, the whole week. Um, you know, you get to the point where the milestones may not make a difference. And when they put the grind back in the game, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. But I, even when the game was vanilla, I just had, a, I always just found fun in, in, in some of, in, in all the different things that the game had to offer because there was always something for everybody. And, um, you know, and for me, I don't, I don't go to go, I don't go for the quick gratification and trying to level up as quickly as possible because I like, you know, and I like, and I think that's where a lot of the toxicity comes from is that, Hey, maybe there's people who have all the time in the world. Maybe there's the people that just like to challenge themselves to, to get to that end game as quickly as possible. You know, but you know what? It's you know I I like to take my time and earn it, do it different ways, and you know, in that way, I feel like the game spreads out for me. If I don't shoot for the to get to get everything and collect everything right away, you know, so you know, and and it's always been that way for me. You know, yeah. like I said, go even going back to the loot cave. I dude, I can sit there and I I literally had fun doing that for for hours on end. Even me and a buddy who just sat there and did it for like two to three hours, just just shooting at that cave, shooting at those ads, and finding fun ways to make that more fun. You know, so I mean, yeah, maybe I'm simple, but for me, that's that's the fun in the game, and it's not to just try to get it all done right away. No, I'm with you on that. I'm one of those people, like, um, that uh, don't want to rush it. I, I've always uh, hated, like, like trying to for the next DLC by saving bounties. I get it. You know, it's, it, you know, people want to find ways to grind and you know experience content at a fast rate. Mm-hmm. Which at the end of the day, I mean, we're gonna run out of content. As I think, for the for a normal player, you know, without a super busy schedule, this you just actually, you know, meet the end game the content at a reasonable time so there's no need to rush plus like i said i like taking a long way i don't know this may sound silly but i, I agree i just i just don't like rushing i'm just agreeing to your point one right. last thing before we uh continue on for the topics if there is one exotic which okay so what's your favorite exotic one and in d2 and it could be a weapon or armor it doesn't matter so what's your favorite exotic oh. in d1 oh god going back to d1 Oh well, I think it was everybody's favorite, but it was the Gallimore. Touch of malice, right? Touch of malice, yeah, no, thanks. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. that, that that thing only no. came out. That thing only came out with the sisters. No, I I thought you know the Gallahorn for me was was not just because of what it did, it was because the fanfare around it. Because I remember the videos that came out about it, about when people they that when people get in their reactions to getting Gallahorn and 
you know, they're throwing their remotes or they're getting all excited, you know. We don't have that now. So I remember that being a very of the opposite where if you don't have Calahorn, you can't read with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I get that. I get the other side of that. If you didn't have Calahorn. Right. Yep. Yeah, but I think those people quickly got weeded out, you know. No, um, that happened throughout the entirety of Destiny that people had, you know, must have Gallahorn to raid with right. us. Right, I remember. I do remember that. Yeah, and I can see that end of it. I just think, you know, why, I mean, why it was my favorite was for that reason. And it certainly I mean, wasn't was... the, you know, what was the, um, the, the primary sniper? <laughs> Everybody. Um, Baybringer? No, no, it was the oh, primary, primary sniper. sniper. Oh, yeah. Um, Icebreaker? No, 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 no. Um, I'm trying to remember. No Land Beyond? Yes, that's it. No Land Beyond. Oh, yeah. It was so underutilized that some there was always somebody that made a great video. And had it wasn't video. underutilized in year three. Oh, no, no, but yeah, that's the point, though, right? No, yeah. All right, so what about D2? Anything that's – I know what oh. you like in D2. Oh, my yeah, God. You, yeah, you know, come on now. You even have to ask that one, right? Yeah, Mr. Boot Cannon. I mean, come on. It's freaking uh, – yeah, actually, what's the tractor cannon? Thank you. Real yeah, name. the tractor yeah. cannon, yeah. <laughs> I remember that gun was booting me when I came out. I was trying. Oh, it was. It, absolutely. It was just like, what the hell is this thing? It doesn't do anything. That was hilarious. You know? But, man, when they, when they turned it into what they did, you can throw people off the edge. I mean, it just, you know, it obviously my whole, my whole persona was around that thing, you know, growing my Twitter around that. But, um, you know, but to make it to make it to the point where, you know, it becomes a crucial item when in strikes or even raids and things of that nature, you know. Yeah. And now it's and now it's kind of it's pretty. I find that it's pretty underutilized. Um because there's so much out there, but uh, but it's no, still there's has only a very one big heavy impact. that matters now, and it's the stupid Wardcliff coil. Oh, I know <laughs> now it is now that they yeah everybody's rocking that. Yeah, but I haven't always been one to I've never I haven't always been one to to go along. I always kind of go against the grain as opposed to right with it. Yeah, you you yeah, trust me, yeah, you're you're amongst friends because we feel the same way, like. Yeah. Back in D1, I, I talk about this all the time, but Touch of Malice was my thing back in D1. Like, I, I, so before before then, I mean, I would just go with, with the current and I would just use the meta because that's right. what was popular, right? But once, like, I started playing PvP competitively, I wanted mm-hmm. something different because I got bored. So I was like, you know what? Let's try to Touch of Malice, man. I'm like, all right, let's be funny with it. And yeah. I start trying to get in <laughs> trials. And man, when I got some kills, it felt great because I'm like, this is a gun you should not be using for PvP. So one, and I so it, it went from a gimmicky gun I was using for kicks and for giggles to my sweatiest loadout to like my my hardcore, you know, super sweaty loadout. I had the rock, a, a touch of malice and a fusion. I had, I mean, I couldn't right. put it down. So, and then funny thing is, in the beginning when I was sucky with it, my my buddies wanted me to put it away. But when I was good at it, and when Using it, they're like Jordan. Where's your touch of malice? Pull it out, bro. What you doing? <laughs> Even Adam would say that. He's like, bro, you're sucking without using that thing. So, um, that, that really was like my, my trademark, and it's still wishful thinking. 
Uh, but I really hope they bring that back. Honestly, I know we've talked about, you know, bringing back exotics and certain weapons, which I'm like, all right, well, we were kind of against, but hey, you might as well just bring back everything now. Bring back the touch, man. But, uh, well, I think the thing is, though, is that if you keep it as a, ta- if it's supposed to be a 10 year game, I get the fact that we want something new. But I think if you also, if you also bring, bring back some of the roots, you know, some of the things that made the game, um, and you bring them back in a better way, right? You know, um, you know, to where it's almost, it's, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, kind of like that, there's old wrestlers that come back and, you know, after, after being, after being hurt for a while or, you know, they're out of the scene for a while. And then, and the people sucking and everyone wants them to stay retired. <laughs> no, on the flip side. No, I'm not talking about Hulk Hogan coming back 25 times. I'm talking about like, you know, you just have your like Goldberg. Goldberg came back and it was great to see him in action for a while. But then, you know what, you move on to to the next player. But it's kind of that's the way I relate it. You know, you, you just bring back this weapon. You get the you get the fanfare. You get everybody excited. Like the last word, everybody got excited about it. And then 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 there'll be a next flavor, you know, something, something else to search for, but, you know, bringing back something old, like the thorn, everybody's excited about that. That was my that favorite. That sucks. So, so right. yeah, that's, that's I loved part. it in D1 though. I had, you know, when it had the range of almost a sniper back then, it was a lot of fun to play with. Yeah. It was, it was cheese, but it was you know a what? broken was gun fun. that player should have been embarrassed to use. <laughs> hey, no. look, I waved my flag high on that gun, bro. Mm-mm. I want to so, bash it You off. were a trash player. You damn right. <laughs> so damn here, right. Here, so here's the, here's the perfect transition. <laughs> I will, I will so, wear it. That's a it's a perfect transition. So we're gonna talk about Thorn returning because this is the Thorn is obviously the thumbnail of the podcast episode. So the Thorn it did return, and like Adam said, personally, I mean, I can't make a judgment call. So. Okay, I'll give my first impressions on it. It's definitely not how it is back in D1. Absolutely not. Okay, it's not overpowered. I remember watching the Vidoc for The Joker's Wild, and one of the was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for people to complain about Thorn while I'm holding Thorn. I'm like, well, okay, we'll see. And I just don't feel it, right? So the fact that I, the reason why, from a PvP standpoint, the Thorn isn't much of a threat because we actually face against a team, they all rock Thorn. And we mm-hmm. weren't scared. We trapped. And don't get me wrong, they probably just weren't that good or coordinated, whatever. But the Thorn <laughs> is not really much of a threat. I like the fact that it's back. I like the fact in PvE, the reason why, again, like, I like going against the grain. I like going against, I, I just like trying certain things differently or doing things uh, in a weird way. The Thorn is not made for PvE. It's not. But right. I, I definitely enjoy watching enemies glow green just so, mm-hmm. you know? yep. so I, I there were just times where back in d1 where we would just i was like all right great time we're going to use nothing but queen breakers nothing but you know uh nothing but you know we would just do that for fun and again we some of those nothing. didn't work quite well that's true but you know i you know one gonna do miss that actually worked out well touch of malice was fantastic Hawkmoon was trash. It just did not work. Well, in I buddy, did not, PvP I was didn't, fun. I didn't, I didn't have much luck with that gun for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just didn't have much luck with the Hawkmoon. I would say the, the, the gun that we that I had the most fun with, I guess when we parades and had fun with, was Thorn. Okay, in terms of fun and effectiveness. So, uh, 
in terms of fun, I had the most fun with right. Thorn when it came to PvP. Yes. He's in a group like Raids. When it came to effectiveness and fun, but effectiveness was definitely the um, the necrochasm because it was effective, but it was more. Oh, it was it was fun, but it was way more effective because of the rate right. of fire. Oh, I love the fact that any. I love the fact that any any enemy that was killed explode like a cursed throw. Not just the cursed throw explosions. Yeah, oh, that was sexy, man. I freaking love that. Um, but yeah, so regarding the thorn coming back. Per- I mean, aesthetically, it's so aesthetically pleasing. I'm, I'm excited for the ornaments to come out. Um, I've always loved the jagged or hive weapon, the the cursed weapons. I like, like the, the look of it, but the thorn, in terms of the, the effectiveness of it in PvP, it's just not there because you're competing against uh, how, you know, we, you and I, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we get sick of seeing that gun. We, we're going against Luna's How, Not Forgotten, Last Oh, my murder. God. Don't even yes. talk to me about Luna's how. Jesus. Yeah, no, you want to break your TV. Um, you know, and then in <laughs> PVE, it's it's just a joke. You know, like I I am part of the minority that wants to use that in PVE mm-hmm. and just have fun with it. And PVP, I would see myself using it just to see if I could be good with it because I know it's not really that effective right now. But um, the quest line itself wasn't as hard as last word. Uh, okay, I, I guess you could say the last part was maybe, I guess, the most strenuous because of, you know, you, it, PvP was the last thing you had to do. Um, right. You and I both talked about that, you know, but we'll, we'll get on that, and we'll, and we'll talk about how you feel about, it, you know, going through the quest. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't get it quite yet, but we'll talk about your feelings on that. Uh, <clears throat> I, um, and Adam, we'll get to you. I didn't forget about you. I, uh, let me see. What was it? Oh, yeah, I like the fact that they incorporated you, you, you can do PvE activities or PvP activities to get material to move on to the next quest step. I love that. And honestly, people would just take the easiest easiest uh, route to get things done. So mm-hmm. almost to that point, which is PvE-related activities to get it done, you know? But uh, I think they did a good job for the quest, and, uh, you know, to make everyone feel more involved. And it was, right. I like how the, at the end, hey, if they're going to make it – if you're, if you're, you know, I, I like how, like, towards the end, fine. PvP is honestly P, the PvP part because, you know, in terms of pr- the percentage, like, you know, what you had to use to get that percentage up. And then even after that, with the final part is a you have to do. So there's PvE and PvP that they were both difficult, which mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think they did a great job. Honestly, I think they did a good job, in my opinion, based off of that. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get you out of the way. So tell me how you feel about the quest line, Sean. I know you didn't get it yet, but how you feel about it? No, I. You know what? I I'm okay with it. You know, again, I think you when you and I were playing it together, I think the one thing we thought was bunk. We were like, oh, please don't tell me it's a rehash of all the old, uh, all the old missions again, like in just a different way using the gambit, using uh, the drifter voice, right? Oh my we were kind of like, yeah, we were both kind of like, oh, please don't tell me that's the way this thing's going. But it turned, you know, it turned out that the other steps were, you know, you know, going through a lot of the escalation protocols and blind wells. And, uh, you know, again, kind of, you know, again, it's like I, I feel like with what they did with the solstice armor, it's bringing back some of those things that you kind of forgot about or that you don't really use anymore because, um, you know, you, you, you may have already had everything by now. So using those things again, reminding people about the other aspects of the game. I think it's kind of a, 
maybe to me and maybe a sneaky way of putting it in there or maybe just re reinvigorating those, uh, those activities. And, um, and then on top of that, you know, the PB, the, look, the PBP, uh, I, I mean, I'm an average player. So, I mean, I can, I don't get in there and get them 50, 60 kills. That's just not me, but you know, so it's a little bit more frustrating for me, but um, you know, I still find it as a goal. I still do find it relatively satisfying, even if I can sit down and I say, you know what, I got 10% out of the way today. You know what, again, like I was talking about before, for me, I'm okay with it if it goes a little bit slower because it does take it out a little bit further. I don't have to have it day one. It'd be nice if I did, but then yeah. what do I got to push for tomorrow? So I think putting the extension on it and then and then just like with year one, the one putting a, a harder strike in there, you know, a harder version of that particular strike, um, yeah. nightfallish type version of it to get to the final step. You know, yeah. it, it, I think it all it's a good, nice crescendo to get a uh, to get a pretty cool weapon. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was going to say, like, because uh, I want to I don't want to keep this podcast. Uh, I want to keep this podcast pretty appreciated. I don't want to reach an hour. We're already a half hour in, but I gotta say, um, I, I, we talked about this briefly. I haven't sent you videos, you know, the true Vanguard videos and how to make your people mm-hmm. experience. Them. I mean, didn't right. that help? That's pretty good, right? You know, I do. I think. Uh, I, I don't think I'll ever be at that level, but most definitely, like I think there there were some good things to think about in, you know, how to switch up a little bit, how to you know clean up my game a little bit more, you know, yeah. and, and you know, and how to think about it a little bit better. Um, you know, and again, you know, I may not get to that level, but, uh, to be able to read the players like he can, but you know, every little bit helps and, you know, yeah. and getting one or two more kills per game, you know, you know, I'd keep applying that. It'll only get a little bit better, but yeah, they were pretty cool tips, you know? Yeah. I gotta say, I mean, cause honestly, I felt the same way you did. I was not, I actually went back on YouTube, saw my clips and trials and I was, garbage just trash and honestly i'm like i mean i'm not trying to toot my own horn but usually i'm mm-hmm. wearing when i'm on the team was this too and we're very adam and i are very competitive and he's very good as well but him and i he, we all we all know like i'm one of the best players in the clan in terms of pvp just one of them and i'm not right. weird saying that kind of weird but <laughs> but i mean honestly i'm a lot i'm a lot better now because of you know my approach in certain pvp engagements of course but you know like using my vertical space in terms of how i engage a player or just you know you know limiting my sight lines limiting how many people can see me and to run knowing when to engage communication all these things working hand in hand and the more you actually do it the more you fail forward that's my little (laughs) inspirational uh saying for the night (laughs) the more you fail forward you know, the better you get because it's repetition is just key. And now it's like second. Now I'm like, I, I'm very aggressive, but I try to, you know, usually like I always say, like, if you, people usually hesitate all the time. So normally, if someone's with me, I have to let you know, like, hey, I'm going to push hard. I just need you to be behind me and clean up just in case I mess up. And usually, if you're on point and you don't hesitate, and if you're pretty, you know, uh, you'll pretty much be on top, I guess, statistically you know, more often than not. But Adam, we're going to get on you real quick. What did you make it quick? I'm going to try to this week at Bungie and what to expect and the bug fixes real quick. After that, we'll be done. So Adam, what do you think about the thorn, which I do know what you're going to say, but what do you think about the quest as well? (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. Again, the, it's another year D1 weapon they brought back. Did I want to get it? Yes, because I wanted to, you know, in for my triumph or for my collections. Uh, am I going to use it? No, it's trash. You know, which means they're probably going to buff it because they, you know, set all the hype around it. They can't have this weapon. You know, they're one of their like pinnacle weapons for the, you know, drifter season be straight garbage. So they're probably going to buff it. Hey, hold or, on, you know, before, before you continue, hold on, before you continue, sorry to cut you off. I had this thought, and I feel like I'm going to forget if I don't say it. I feel like instead of them thing this, I mean, if they buff it a little bit, great. But don't make it, like, super noticeable. I say, honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, I say give it at least 11 to 12 rounds in the magazine. You could probably maybe, I mean, bullet damage, whatever. But I would say, if anything, the rose is coming out. The exotic quest for the rose hand cannon. Mm. But isn't the I rose believe- specific to people who have the uh, season pass? Correct. So if you didn't have the season pass, if you don't have the annual pass, you're not going to So that's going to cause problems if that gun just completely outshines the thorn that's available to everyone because then people are going to say the only way to get, you know, really good weapons is to pay to get them. Like, you know, you can't, you know, you know I hate agreeing with you. I hate agreeing with you, but you, you make that. Was, that's a good like, point. It, it is. If they, if they make the thorn, like, you know, you know, the, available to everyone and it's only okay, but the, uh, but the rows be amazing that is going to aggravate a lot of people in the community. You know what they need to do? How about this? Instead of, because exotic should, I believe Bungie said this before, exotic should not be overpowered. Exotic just should mean unique, right? Something right. You know, unique to exactly. Exotic. So I believe, I mean, as long as it's unique and as long as that isn't overpowered in terms of mechanics and I guess experience in terms of PVP, you know what I mean? We, I definitely thought, this, and I think, I think it'll be fine. I, I definitely like. I think they did this in Borderlands, where you could kind of go crazy with the weapons in PVE, and then in PVP, it was more kind of like you know toned down. But anyway, go ahead, Adam. Talk to, tell me more about you know and the quest step. How do you feel about the quest step? Go ahead. Uh, I mean, the quest was. It didn't seem very special. It was kind of frustrating because it's like, oh, kill these people in the Crucible, or you know, or or arbitrarily, you know, go do Escalation Protocol or Blindwell. Like it seemed like very yeah okay cool it brought in PVP and PVE aspects so that way people didn't feel left out but it seemed like very weird of like hey we need to get the stuff from a warlock you know the the whatever like there was like the plasteel and like this like and the funny like, thing that's from D one stuff you know the, mm-hmm. the original like materials there was the, like the sapphiric wire or sapphire, sapphire wire, wire or whatever and the plasteel plating and then I forget what the warlocks was. Or maybe the Sapphire Wire was, I don't know. Either way, there was one from each of them. So you would think then that you have to kill Warlocks, Hunters, and Titans. But then, you know, they probably made it to make it all inclusive. Or, you know, they threw in a PvE uh, event to get it as well. But I don't get how you would get those same materials from killing a dude in uh, Gambit or, uh, you know, Escalation Protocol. Like, how do you get those materials from the uh, uh, from those you know bosses and those characters if it's supposed to come from you know a warlock hunter or a titan? So it just seemed, I don't know. It, it, it was very disjointed in my opinion. Where again, I understand the reason why they did it. It just was very kind of incoherent quest line, and it was just arbitrary killing a bunch of things and you know to get a gun. 
when you know the it just doesn't you know again the lore behind it is that weapon you know because the weapon of sorrow you know the the fact that you had to kill guardians to me is what uh would kind of quench its hunger type of thing you know something funny so like you know something funny you know you know it'd be hilarious and frustrating at the same time knowing that thorn can actually kill a guardian for good and drain a guard during a guardian of its light can you imagine this mechanic being applied in pvp where you kill someone in pvp they have to like switch characters or change their account <laughs> well there was no way they would ever do that you know, I would know just ruin I... everything but well and then what was you know again and it's funny that and honestly thorn itself isn't bad i think the only reason it's bad or i call it trash is because right now how broken the 180 rate of fire hand cannons are and 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 the funny thing is you know it don't get me wrong i love them and it's my problem is and i mean i'm not the only one i'm sure so i'm not trying to completely toot my own horn but i have found weapons that i have really enjoyed and then they have become the meta very shortly after and it has really frustrated me to the Mm -hmm. point where i don't even want to use them anymore i love graviton lance in very very beginning of d2 when it was the three burst trash gun i still enjoyed it just because i liked the way it felt and then it became the meta and it was the most annoying gun i've ever come across like it was so annoying and it's funny i love the west of sunfall seven the second that gun came out favorite hand cannon and the funny thing is ask wayne ask anyone else in the clan they hated it because of the recoil pattern they said it you know because it's so different from every other hand cannon that they thought it was trash I loved it. That was it was absolutely phenomenal. That and the nature of the beast were my two favorite hand cannons. Um, obviously, nature of the beast was energy. And the funny thing is, everyone is using hmm. the Kellos for Thorn. Well, I have my void version of the nature of the beast, so I use that. I kept that because I I like that gun so much that I kept a void and arc and a um, solar version of the nature of the beast um, from before when you could change the the burn on them. Oh, nice. And yeah, I just I personally enjoyed those weapons, but now. And then with Luna's Hell and Not Forgotten and then you know, everything else, like it is it is extremely annoying that you have to use that type of hand cannon. Like using a 110 or a 140 or a 150 is essentially you're you're gonna lose nine times out of ten. Uh, unless either you're extremely good with it or the other person just absolutely sucks with it. Like Duke. Is. Okay. So yeah, like, but even so cut- the, it's it takes the same number of shots to kill with the Duke as it does with the Lunas. Except the Luna right. shoots almost twice as fast as it. So, you know, right. you have to get them to miss. So it's really frustrating. And as I was saying, if Thorn, if, if the 180 hand cannon archetype didn't exist, Thorn would be good because of the perk think I- that it has, the devour or whatever, the, that one little perk where if you pick up the little green orb on the ground after killing someone, it increases the damage over time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. That would, yeah. that would actually be a very good perk for a gun like that. Um, but it's just one of those, how often are you really going to get the kill and be close enough to get the little, you know, orb? And then it only lasts for like a couple seconds. So I guess one of those, it's very, very situational where it's a very cool idea, but it's just not very practical and not very, you know, it's one of those, you're, it, it's not going to proc very often. So that is not going to be, I think, the game changer. Whereas like Memento Mori for Ace of Spades is much more. Um, beneficial because all it takes is getting a kill, you reload, then you got five extra damage bullets, and they stay there until you use them. Even if you already die. 
Like, what do you but think even if about- you switch guns, they stay there until you either die or use them all. All right, Adam, hold on, hold on, hold on. Adam, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Sean, what to say something good, Sean, say something. No, I was just going to say, what do you think of malfeasance? Would you, I mean, as a as a hand cannon for like PvP, what do you think about that? I think it's, it's effective. I personally don't like the way it sh- like feels for whatever reason. Like I thought I was gonna love it, and I tried to love it. Uh, I don't. I, maybe it's just the way the sights look. Uh, I'm very particular about the sights in guns, and again, that's another kind of one of my yeah. weird things that if if I don't like the way a gun sounds or the way the sights are, doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's a really good gun, I will not use it. And to me, that is one of them where I just the, – the way the sights are with, like, the – that, like, horizontal line in the middle, to me, I just it, – it's just not not good for me. Right. I think – I mean, I like it. I mean, like it's that fun thing, in but... PvE. I'll use it. But in PvP, I'm just not accurate enough with it, and it's not – I'm not effective with it. All right. So, because uh, we could talk about this all day, but we're going to get through this. And for the sake of the listeners – I don't want this to be like an hour long. So we're gonna get to the <laughs> this week at we're gonna get to this week at but um, we're just gonna go real quick. So um, there was a little quest step that came along, and basically where you pick sides with the Vanguard or Drip, and it said depending upon your choice, you you will receive a set of rewards specific to your allegiance. Uh, through the allegiance quest, each side will offer unique lore. Each week you are week. You'll receive a small package as a gratitude for your pledge. Throughout Season of the Drifter, depending on your pledge, one of these packages will come at Ikora or Drifter upon each weekly reset, which is nice because I actually didn't know that. So before we continue on, because what we're going to do, I'm just going to mm-hmm. – we're just going to we, – who we side it with, and then I'm going to read the twab, and then we'll be done, okay? So I sided with the Drifter. Who would you side with, Boop? I think I know. Oh, the Drifter? Okay, Adam. I think you Vanguard, right? Vanguard, baby. Fuck the Drifter. Anyway, all right. So, <laughs> the Vanguard we Fuck Zavala. He's a punk. The Vanguard we hey, I didn't package. do it for Zavala. I did it for Akora, man. She showed some spunk and some tenacity in these last couple uh, DLCs. And her, when she gets mad and she starts using that Nova bomb, whoo, you better watch out. Well, so this is what to expect from her on a weekly basis now. She's going to get careful with Vanguard gear. A boon of the Vanguard, 10 Vanguard tactician tokens, whatever that means, and an enhancement core. Okay? I think those tactician tokens are like the things you turn into Zavala. Like for like okay. the packages from Zavala, like the Vanguard packages. Got you. Yep. I know what you mean. All right. So from the Drifter, you know, for us, gangster, hey, you, you know. You mentioned uh, you get a enhancement sh- or core? I said that, yes. Yeah, that I said that. Maybe that that yeah, alone I, is so much more valuable than whatever the drifter gives you. <laughs> you do have a point. You do have a point because I didn't know this till after. But I'm glad we can, you know, pick an allegiance on multiple characters. Anyway, gangsters that went with the drifter, you know, real real ninjas. We got powerful gambit gear. We got collector sense, invader sense, sense, and reaper sense, and we got a hundred infamy points. So, moving on. Okay, so rash is what that is right there. Oh, shut your mouth. In addition that's to jealousy, this, I know that's what I'm saying. He's a freaking joke. In addition to this change, <laughs> they said they like to uh, also highlight the resolution of the following. So, uh, the Drifters' weapon pursuits uh, fixed an issue where the pursuits for malfeasance and breakneck were not progressing as expected in Gambit and Gambit Prime. Also, the quote unquote the best offense triumph 
they fixed an issue where the Triumph, the best, which awards, you know, the Oxygen SR3, which is the new scout that's out, wasn't counting the correct number of orbs of light generated in strike activities. I've noticed that. So for Gambit maps, they fixed an issue where blockers were not spawning on Kel's grave and Cathedral of Scars. These maps have since been re-enabled playlist. All right, and that is pretty much it. So we're going to stop here. Um, uh, I'm not going to even ask for thoughts because that's going to go into another tangent. But, uh, Sean, thank you for coming on the show, man. I do appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate the invite, man. Absolutely, and don't don't worry. Don't be a stranger. I'm sure you'll see us. I'm sure you'll be seen on the show again or heard on the show again. Um, I like to uh, – to start plugging people's you know social medias and stuff like that and i'm also going to have this in the uh, description of the uh episode as well so you have a twitter what's your twitter handle so people can find uh mr boob cannon okay awesome you can find him on twitter at mr boob cannon do you stream at all sean i do not yet okay so what platform you want to stream on twitch or our uh, mixer um we're probably going to do twitch okay all right. So for those of us, you know, because uh, well, so for those that want to, you know, check him out, and I play with him. He's uh, he's he's not only you know fun to play with, but he's just see, he's he's a great guy to talk to and just play. So uh, for those of you that follow him now, you know, look forward to him, you know, getting an account on Twitch and get it rocking and rolling. And personally, uh, Sean, I'll if you need help, uh, I'll gladly your account for you in terms of just advertise. Not I'll not only advertise it for you, but I'll you know create your pages and stuff like that. You know, so you don't just take care of it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, man. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's kind of fun now. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll make sure I'll put his Twitter handle in the uh, of this episode. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. And until next time, we will see you in. Bye bye. Bye. Peace. Peace. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate that, as always. If you guys want to check us out on other social platforms, feel free to do so on Instagram and Facebook. You can just type in Orbs for Days and you'll just find it. Also, if you want to check us out on other podcast platforms, whether you have Android or iPhone, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and even Spotify. Also, if you want to keep updated with uh, content creation or podcast uploads and times, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Wayne01193. And also, if you want to check me out live on Twitch, you can also follow me on Wayne01193, acting a fool. So you guys have a good one. Appreciate it.